Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Children of Christ podcast. Before we start today's podcast, some announcements. First of all, because what I explained at the end of the last podcast was far from clear, here is the whole thing again. I have discovered that the Bible Marathon is going to take much longer than anticipated, so instead of rushing through it, I'm going to do an overview episode, like the podcast prior to this one, and then do some lessons on the overview, which is what this podcast is right now. So I hope that clears that up for everyone. The second announcement is that we are now on YouTube, and the link to that will be in the description. That will be our channel page. So now that that's out of the way, why don't we turn to our topic of the day, John the Baptist, before Jesus comes to save people. So let's get to know John as a person before we describe his actions. We can find a worthy description straight from the Bible, starting in Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all over Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. So as you can see, John was an oddity of a person, wearing camel hair and eating locusts. And he was loud, and I mean loud. He would talk to huge groups of people, and they would hear every word. At this point, you're probably getting a view of a crazy person, which I mean is kind of what I see as well. He honestly probably looked really weird. But John was a hugely important speaker, and he'd be able to influence people at any time, at any place, given the chance to talk about the Lord. After he was done, many of them would be so moved that they would get baptized. And just like Isaiah said, he talked about the coming of Jesus. You may be asking... If the birth of Jesus came before this, then where is Jesus? Well, Jesus didn't just immediately start preaching to the masses upon, like, coming out of the womb. He still had to be taught at a church and would have at least a semi-normal childhood. Don't quote me on that, though. I'm not an expert. We know that he went to church to be taught like a normal child of Christ. Eh? Eh? Get it? But who knows? Maybe he'd, like, go home and start glowing or something. That's a joke. He didn't do that. Probably. But I've sidetracked. So, John was teaching about Jesus to prepare the people for Jesus' coming. Basically, he was the messenger being like, Hey, the Messiah's coming soon, so prepare the way. Also, if you want, you should probably get your life into shape right now, and he'll be happy with you. He's coming to save all people, so even if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can learn. So, yeah, that pretty much sums up John as a person. 
but what the Bible says he does when he sees the religious leaders of the time is one of my favorite moments in the Bible. Let's start reading with verse 7. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed, who warned you to flee God's coming wrath? Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. Now, if you don't know the actions of the Pharisees of the time, this may not make sense. Let me explain. These people were the religious leaders of the time, but they weren't great people. They loved their power more than they loved God, which, yes, is as bad as it sounds. The Pharisees had political power, so they decided to just write up all the rules of the Bible, and some of the rules that were more vague, they would just make up themselves to what they saw fit not to what God saw fit, sometimes even going as far as to bend them to their benefit. Then they would be the ones to enforce those rules, and they would be very strict about it. They would go around condemning people and even throwing them in prison if they didn't follow their laws. They didn't even follow these rules themselves. They convinced themselves that this was a free pass into heaven, that telling other people their faults was going to save them. They decided that God would just save them because they were descendants of Abraham. John then just gets all fired up and puts them in their place, basically saying that God could make better people than them right now if he wished. He could make descendants of Abraham out of the freaking ground if he willed it. The Pharisees had believed that they could love God and have as much politically created power as they wanted at the same time. By doing this, they had created a false sense of having your cake and eating it too. John calls them out on this and points out that it will be their downfall. Now that you've listened to me ramble on like this for like seven minutes, you might be wondering why you should care. Pharisees are dumb. So what? I tell you what. We fall into these illusions as well. No, I don't, you say. And I say, oh yeah? Have you ever been a hypocrite? If the answer is no, then you're either a liar, or you're a robot, or you're a baby, or you're a hypocrite. <laughs> gotcha. Maybe you haven't been a religious hypocrite like the Pharisees, in which case, take the backseat, because we need to discuss this point first. There's a few things that can make me personally kind of angry, and by kind of angry, I mean angry. One of which are people who consistently go around telling people that they're doing Christianity wrong. That they should be doing this better, or this better, or you suck at this, or the Bible says this, so you're going to hell. These people never look at their own mistakes and think that it's their job to tell people how wrong they are. They even think that they're the perfect role model. Who do you think you are? you'll be in for one heck of a ride once those things come back to bite. Whether it's me saying this now and you realizing that you have to change, which is great, or when it comes time for you to be judged, in which case you will have the same fate as these men. Now, 
if you're trying to teach people to be better as a person and genuinely coming out to them, trying to get them on the right path, that's a whole world of difference. That is maybe the best thing you can do as a person. Just make sure that you are realizing your own faults and keeping in touch with your own faults and not going as far as nitpicking others. Keeping in touch with your own faults is the best way to have goals for yourself while striving for a life with Jesus. Now, for any other type of hypocrites, hypocrisy is one of those super easy things to slide into. It may start small and get bigger over time, but while it's hard for you to notice sometimes, others will most of the time realize immediately. The only way to fix this is to just be aware. Don't go around acting like you're the ruler of the world, oblivious to your faults until they come back to bite. If someone is really off track, and I mean not like what you think is slightly off, which you as a person believe is right, but really honestly needs your help, then help them. That's completely different. But otherwise, you should be trying to work on yourself before and more than you work on others. Make yourself a better person before deciding who really needs your opinion. If this all sounds kind of rough, then that's okay. Everyone has fallen into this trap at one point or another. What matters is that you can What matters is that you control yourself and get back on your feet because while hypocrisy gives you the illusion of grandeur Am I pronouncing that right? Grandeur Grandeur? What? Grandeur. Grandeur? That's the, the- No! What? Grandeur? Alright, hold on. <laughs> Alright, let's get- let's get back to this. If this all sounds rough, that's okay. Everyone has fallen into this trap at one point. What matters is that you control yourself and get back on your feet. Because while hypocrisy gives you the illusion of grandeur, you are, in reality, flat on your face. It's okay to be guiding others when they need it, but make sure you address yourself before you address other people. Don't be a Pharisee, and don't fall into the same trap that they did. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great week. Hey, if you liked what you heard, make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you happen to be using, whether it be YouTube or Spotify, or anything else. If you would like to share this podcast, you can use the link anchor.fm slash thechildrenofchrist, or with our YouTube channel page link, or also with any of the other tools that are readily available on your platform of choice. You can leave us a voice message using the Anchor link, and I will put the voice message in the podcast. You can use it for questions or comments or anything you want, and it is truthfully the best way to reach us at the moment. If you want to stay up to date with any notifications on the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Children of Christ Podcast with a dot in between each word, or on Twitter at the Children of C1. Have a great week. <laughs>